Are you a kiddo who dreams? Kinky dreams? Dreams of wearing pants like the ones you grew up with? Well, golly gee, dream no more. Kinky Dreams specializes in printing cute vintage designs of diaper prints, superheroes, and cartoon characters on adult diapers. These handcrafted pants will leave you feeling your full baby fantasy. If you want to get your grabby hands on one of these one-of-a-kind diapers, make sure to use promo code PLAYTIME for 10% off all Kinky Dreams products. Kinky Dreams, making your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pamps. How was everyone's weekend? We had Claw this past weekend. Lots of cute pictures of people at the ABU booth. It looks like they had like a giant crib. I saw some pictures of that. That looked really cool. Um, For me, it was, you know, we just had Thanksgiving, so I just kind of relaxed, and a friend of mine who I met at in Palm Springs at that little diaper event I talked about, he knew he knows that I am an avid messer. I I enjoy I enjoy it. Not to get into too much detail, but basically he was saying that if you take prune juice, it is a stimulant, like it's it's almost like a laxative a little bit. Um so I was like, you know what? I you know, I have nothing to do today. It was on a Saturday and I was like, you know, what? I'll try it. So I went to the store and I bought some prune juice, like a 48-ounce one, and another friend, Humiliated Jock, on Twitter, he said, drink half the bottle. To which I was like, alright, it's just juice, like, what's the worst that could happen? I will spare you the details, but it definitely works. Uh, I had, I had my, uh, I didn't think it would work, but it, it actually does work. I posted the results on Instagram and Twitter, if you want to see if that's your thing. If you don't want to see, then just don't look. Um, but it works. It works. I was definitely surprised, and now I'm recommending it to people. So there there you go. Let's get into some Newsies news. So have you seen the new Tykables line that has been released? It's called Coda Cubs. It has little cubs. There's like a blue one and a brown one. And what's causing some conversation on social media is, does the blue cub in the Coda Cubs line look like Bluey from the TV show? Granted, I have never seen Bluey the TV show, so I didn't really know what people were were referring to when they started bringing this up. But I dug a little deeper and I posted a picture on Instagram and Twitter of the two characters side by side, the Bluey from Tykables, or the Blue Cub from Tykables and Bluey from the TV show. On Twitter, people 74% of people said yes, they look exactly the same. It's the same character. 9% of people said no, and 17% of people said, eh, kind of. Um, the comments on Twitter that I got were they just thought it was a knockoff, just like a knockoff of Bluey on a diaper. On Instagram, 100, 132 people said yes, and 10 people said no. And a lot of people messaged me saying they thought it was on purpose, that that was the point, that the point was that the blue cub on, on the Tykeables diaper was Bluey. A conversation that I overheard that 
I think brings up a very valid point is do you think that this will spark the conversation of having branded characters on diapers? You know, could we could we see a time where we could see Disney characters on diapers? Could we see Marvel characters on diapers? And could we see like Nickelodeon characters on diapers and Star Wars characters on diapers? I think that would be really cool and I think they would do really well from like a from a business standpoint, right? Like we all know these characters and now we could see them on diapers. Will it happen? Eh. I bet, you know, the optimist in me says who knows, maybe. Um but I probably not, right? It ABDL isn't yet in the mainstream just yet for that to happen, at least in my opinion. Um, but who knows? You know, I guess we'll just have to see how this new Tykables line does and whoever owns Bluey reacts to it, you know, or maybe nothing will happen. You know, maybe there are enough differences in the designs that, you know, nothing will happen and we'll just have this this knockoff look of a character. So I guess we'll just have to see what happens. <laughs> In this week's Newsies Niche, I want to talk about adult stores or sex shops. Have you ever been in one? I remember the first time I went into one, I was petrified. I didn't know what to do. I, You know, could you try on the underwear? Could you try on the toys? I was just confused. I was intimidated. I didn't know what to do. So this week, I sat down with Daddy Tricks from Doghouse Leathers to talk about, you know, what do you do when you go into a sex shop? What what can you do? What can you try on? And what products are should you be looking out for? So we talked about the basics. We talked about poppers, lube, douching. So here's what you need to know when you go to a sex shop. The basics. Douching. For all the bottoms out there. If someone has never bought a douche before, what should they like what should they know? Uh, there's a lot of different products. Um, everyone's going to tell you to go buy one of the basic douche kits from the store, like a fleet or uh, one of the summer's day ones. Those are great, but they're not meant for the butt. Um, they have a liquid in them that's meant to clean out a vagina and therefore that's where they should stay. Um, so you can go get just a standard enema. Um, the pricier you go, the better they're probably going to be. Sometimes. Um, there are some out there that have air valves on the bottom of them that help bring in fresh air. So you're not pushing stale water in back into yourself constantly because that's not really conducive to the, the procedure. Um, then there's also the ones that hook up straight to your shower, which are phenomenal. Is it worth paying the extra money to get the shower one? Yeah, because they're only like 50 bucks. And if you've ever installed a shower head, you can install this. But how many, how often do you have to bottom to buy a shower one? Or you think that like, it doesn't even matter. Like it's just a good investment for your butt. It's a good investment for your butt. Uh, honestly, like nobody likes to play in the mud. Some people do. Some people do not going to shame them. But if you're going out for a night and you want to be ready for, you know, six or seven people, like you want to make sure you want to get up there nice and clean and a good clean out session is going to take you 45 minutes, depending on what you're doing that night. 
six or seven people. Where are you going? I'm a very active person. Oh, okay. I usually <laughs> hope for like one, not six. <laughs> but I mean, all right, cool. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always told my partner we should get a shower one, but he's like, he's like, no, a regular bulb one does the same, you know, does the same the, thing. The bulb but ones do work. They mm-hmm. they do take a lot of time though, as far as like you know having to sit there, fill it up, bend over, squirt it in, sit around a second with the hose. It's insert, turn on, just just enough to where you get a little pressure, and it takes two three minutes to get a good solid clean. That's good for like you know a regular night of play. And if you're like a if you're like a fisting bottom or anything like that, like that that's when you're wanting to take those you know, 45 minute hour long sessions to really clean out and prep. And what about pricing? You know, no one wants to be scammed. How, like, what's the price range that is, so, is, like, is a good price range for these? Okay. So for your basic bulb, um, that's just a, a literally a rubber bulb with a, a little nozzle on it, 10 to 15 bucks. Easy peasy. That's, that's, that's your bottom barrel. Like it's going to do its job. It's going to last for a little while. If maybe you take it somewhere, on like vacation or for you know like a a playcation type of thing great um if you want something that's going to last a little bit longer that has a, a little extra features maybe like a rubber neck on it so it's a little more flexible um some of the valve 20 25 bucks 30 if you're really like desperate for it um, but then if you're going to get one of the ones for the shower you're going to spend no more than like 50 bucks I just like that you said bottom barrel. I thought it was funny. All right, moving on. Let's talk about harnesses. Uh, you know, you have your leather harnesses, neoprene harnesses, but what about sizing? You know, I, I, a lot of us just do our shopping online. Is it recommended to buy a harness online without getting measured? Yes and no. The, the neoprene ones are pretty sizable to like your t-shirt size. If you know your chest size, you can kind of go off of that. Leather ones are a little more finicky um, just because they are cut to size. Um, we do sell them online, but we don't recommend people buying them online. If they're able to, we recommend them to come in store. Um, everything we have online is available in store. So if you see any of our harnesses online, it'll be there on a wall to try on. Um, that being said, I do have a lot of people who buy them online and return them back to us just because it was the wrong size. And it happens, and we know it happens. And so, you know, we, we, we're open to it and we work with them. And there's different, you know, types of harnesses. Is there a trick on, you know, which ones to get, you know, in terms of like the bulldog one and such? Honestly, it really kind of comes down to just your own personal preference. Some people just like the way some of them look. Some people like the functionality of them. Um, it really comes down to everyone's own personal preference. Like there's some that I would have never thought I would have tried on myself because I'm kind of a bigger guy. And then I try them on and I'm like, all right, that actually looks really good. So it really comes down to personal preference. And what about cleaning? Is there anything specific we need to know about cleaning? Um, not really. Uh, you can pretty much... With a neoprene harness, you can pretty much get it as dirty as you want. You can then just throw it, put it back, put it on yourself and jump in the shower with it and let it air dry after that and you're fine. Leather ones, your typical leather cleaner, 
Um, even if you go to a, any of the leather bars in the area, most of them might have a boot black available and they usually will gladly clean it for five, 10 bucks. What about puppy hoods? Is there a trick to sizing? Cause I've always wanted a puppy hood and I don't know what my size is. What's your hat size? I don't wear hats. Well, I do wear hats. That's a lie. There are many pictures of me wearing hats, but I don't know. I just, usually I'm not the one buying the hats. My boyfriend okay. buys me the hats. Hmm. Do you, do you have any of the nasty pig hats? No, but I like to wear this, um, yes, daddy, uh, hat. And I think it, I can give me one second. I could take it off. What does it say? It says, oh, you know what? He ripped off the tag. I don't know what size this is. But is that what it's based off of? It's based off of hat size? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so like with the nasty pig hats, they have sizing of small, medium, and then large, extra large. Oh. And the same with puppy hoods. It's it's basically the kind of the size of your head. And most of the time you're able to try most people's. Most people are pretty cool about letting you try those on, especially if they have multiples. Right. Then it gives you an idea of, of sizing it. Do you own a puppy hood? I own one, two, three. <laughs> three of them? Like one for every color season? No. So I have a yellow one. It's my original yellow neoprene one that I got, I don't know, five or six years ago. Uh, and then I've kind of evolved into a pink sort of dog person thing over the last few years. So I have a pink one uh, and then I have an old leather one. What made you choose? So you explain the pink one. Where is Does the yellow one come from that you like really liked water sports or was it because you really liked yellow? Um, I really like bright colors. I've always been drawn to the brighter colors. So yellows, oranges those things and then for some reason i've just really fallen in love with pink so like i have a lot of pink things now i mean own it do you have like a whole outfit when you wear all of this oh yeah for the oh, six yeah. and seven people that you're gonna bottom for <laughs> i do it's actually on my twitter somewhere Oh, all right. We'll have to get that Twitter handle at the end of this interview. No, the only reason I ask is because I know I want to get a puppy hood, but I'm always scared that like, because my favorite color is blue, mm -hmm. but I forget what blue flags for, flags for, and I'm like, oh, uh, I don't... Fucking. Well, depending on what color blue. Right. See, I, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, my favorite color is like navy blue. I don't know what that so says navy about Navy blue me. is your typical um fucking blue do hoods count as flagging so they can so this i've is what seen I, people with brown people. hoods and i don't think that they're into the brown <laughs> so this is what i tell people because everyone asks that uh, asks that all the time when they come into the store they, they see a color they really like but then they're afraid about flagging for it and i tell them this you're only really flagging for it if it's something that can't be removed that uh, is pretty identifiable. So like your socks, your laces, handkerchiefs, things that are going to be staying on you that people can see when you're having no other clothes on. But isn't a mask an item that you don't take off? Occasionally. But if it's a puppy hood, you're going to take off the, the muzzle. And that's the primary part of the color there. Unless you're going to do a full like colored back hood and everything. Then you've got some play ration with there. But then for that, I, I always go for that rule of three. 
if you've got at least three of the item on, you're probably looking for it. If not, then you just really like that color. Got it. And so it's also I... a good conversation starter because a lot of people don't know the hanky coat. That's right. There are a lot of people that don't know about it. That's why when I always see like pups with yellow hoods on them, I'm always like, hmm, or definitely ones with you? like brown ones on them. <laughs> I'm always like, hmm, I wonder. Should I, rub uh, my, should I rub my butt in his face? Will he get mad? Or should I just put my face in his butt? Like, you know, it could go both ways. <laughs> which, brings me to, which brings me to my next topic of conversation, butt plugs. I have bought, I've bought one butt plug. It is a little too big for me. So you are the perfect person to ask, how do you choose your butt plug size? It's not like you can try it on in, sto in the store. It's true. Um, we do get a lot of people whose holes are bigger than their, her eyes are bigger than their holes. <laughs> um, and yes, it, that was me <laughs> in the store. I was like, I could totally take that. And then I got home and I was like, um, no. So it really comes down to is think of the biggest dick you've ever taken and, and think about it because those things are live. So they, they constantly flex. So then you have to think about that with an inanimate object and you have to gauge on how much flex that thing is going to give. So if you have the ability to try to squeeze your plug before you buy it to see if it has the give you're looking for, because sometimes those toys are just super firm and have no give and it's just, it's that or nothing. Which now brings me to my interrogation question. So before this interview, you sent me a box of fun toys and you sent me an, an extra large butt plug. What are you saying about me? <laughs> I was, I was I took it, I I took it out of the box it. and my boyfriend was like, I don't think you're going to take that. And I was like, well, he must think of me that, that I could. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I tried. I, I, I definitely did try. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't work. But, you know, I guess this is homework for me, I guess. And some people, you know, are, are trying to get up to that. I'm sure you've seen all over Twitter people who, who can get up to the largest of things as where I am not one of those people. The husband, the husband, on the other hand. Yeah, me, no, I'm, no. I'm a small person. You know, I don't have a lot of room. I always tell people that when they're like railing me, they're like, You'd take be it. surprised. I, I, I have some, some stick friends who could easily set on a fire hydrant. I'm not one of those. <laughs> but you know what they say about bottoming? All it takes is patience, lube, and poppers, which brings me to my second point. Let's talk about poppers. Or actually, you know what? Before we get to poppers, I do want to know this. What is what is a like a good price for like a butt plug? Let's do that. Ooh, now that's that's a uh... That's a hard one. So depending on, it really depends on quality of toy. Um, you can pay anywhere. I mean, honestly, you can pay anywhere from 10 bucks up to, oh God, several hundred for a, a decent butt plug. And then what's your philosophy for butt plugs? Should they be like stayed, stayed in? I don't think that's a phrase should you keep them in for minutes long hours the time. whole time right a long period of time or you know is it, that what makes it a butt plug is that you keep it in yes that is what makes it a butt plug um and it also it helps you build up your own endurance so that you can kind of last longer 
Um, and then also if you're trying to stretch, it helps with that. It's a good training regimen, especially if you're, you know, really wanting to get into fisting or anything else. <laughs> Got it. Well, then let's move on to what, you know, all bottoms need, poppers. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about good brands, bad brands, uh, pricing, and then what should you do once you have them? Because if you're like my boyfriend, he forgets to put the cap on, and that's like popper death. And I keep telling oh him God. that, and he doesn't listen. Oh, my God. It's not bad just for, like, them. It's bad for you guys. God. <laughs> I know. Um, so, so A, uh, don't go to a store calling them poppers. Right, right. Because what's the secret term for them? Uh, head cleaners, um, nail polish removers, aromas. There's a lot of different names. We, we could t- typically call them head cleaners. Head cleaners. Got it. Or I think it's also been called like VHS cleaner or something. Yeah. VHS head cleaner. Right. Because like we sell ours on top of a VCR cleaner, on top on top of a VCR. Oh, is that where you put them in the store? Mm-hmm. Oh. We have a little display case, and it's got a, a VCR on it, and it's got all of the brands on it. It says VHS head cleaner. Are you allowed to name drop some of the brands that you sell? Oh yeah, we've got um, we've got Rush, we've got uh, Jungle Juice, we have Amsterdam. Um, we've started carrying double Scorpio. Um, I've got pretty much most of the the name brands out there. Do you have a favorite? Oh, I have recently started really enjoying the, the rose gold from double Scorpio and the gold from double Scorpio prior to that. It was probably black magic. And what makes a good popper for you is it the you know other than the head high is it the because you know some of them give people headaches is that like is that kind of your indicator on okay this is a good one for me i didn't get a headache from it or is a good indicator for you the length of the high what's a good indicator for you the effectiveness uh when taking six and seven people during the night that's the indicator of how good it is (laughs) if it loosens me up and makes me more into in tune with the moment that's usually my indicator for it um some people really like the head rush some people really like the body rush it really depends everyone has their own little niche that they like about them um me personally like i said i like the way it's as long as it uh it hits that right spot and just kind of lets me just relax and enjoy the moment Let's say I was, you know, a beginner, never had bought a bottle before. What would be like a good beginner bottle to buy? Uh, I would say either your standard rush or if you wanted to be a little, little more upscale than the, the uh, double, sub, double Scorpio um, Sapphire. And how much does a bottle go for? Uh, the double Scorpio stuff, anywhere from 17 to 25 bucks rush 12 to 15 bucks. And depending then, where you are, if you, if you're buying it at a bathhouse, 
then they're going to charge you more. They'll probably be like 20 bucks a bottle for the small bottles and like 30 for the large bottles. Right, right. All right. So I just, you know, I just came from the store. I have my poppers. I did a quick little session for myself. And so now I'm done. Where should I put them? Do you plan on using them again anytime soon? <laughs> like, am I going to have person number three come through the door for my three o'clock appointment? And it's or... two o'clock now. <laughs> Do you plan on using them later on that day? Do you, if, if you're done with them for the day and you don't plan on using them for a little while, I would put them in the freezer. In the freezer. Do you put them in like a bag or just simply in the no, freezer is fine? No, no, just simply in the freezer. Some people are afraid that the caps might break. Is that not true? Is that like a wives' tale? That's a wives' tale. There's nothing there to cause the caps breaking. Um, the liquid inside is doesn't contain any kind of moisture, any kind of water, so there's nothing for it to freeze and expand. Um, it's quite opposite, actually. It'll cause the chemicals to become uh, inactive. And so it'll stop them from evaporating because the, the chemicals will evaporate through the cap, even if it's screwed on. Oh. So if you keep it cold, it makes it inert and therefore it won't actually do anything. But here comes the caveat is if you plan on using them, make sure they are not cold. Oh, they have to get back up to like room temperature. Exactly. I didn't know that. Now I feel cheated from all the times I've gone over to someone's place and they've pulled them out of the freezer and then went to town on me. Yep. It's the, the chemical is not active. And so you probably had a really bad time and you probably just had a headache afterwards. You probably got a little bit of it working, but not to its full extent. Yeah. You want them to be room temp um, for, for them to be active. And then if you're, if you're not going to keep them in the freezer, just somewhere where they're dark, somewhere where it's not going to hit the sunlight, somewhere where it's not going to get like crazy warm. Like a drawer, like a, like a bed, like a bed stand drawer or something. Yep. Yeah. That works perfect. And then if you're going to, I mean, and then at that point, you know, keep them around for maybe a month and then at that point toss them out. So they have expirations. Like even if they're in the freezer, just like after a month, these aren't uh, in the freezer. They're going to last you for quite a long time. They'll last you months and months and months and months in the freezer. It's when they're ex out and about and just exposed to general air and, and light and such. Even being in the dark, they're still going to get just warmed up from the actual room temperature. Got it. Especially if you run like a hot house, if it's in the middle of the winter or something. What about for all those like popper pigs out there that are like hitting it every two minutes? The gooners? Yeah, the gooners out there. Any advice for them in terms of poppers? You know, is there a brand that you would recommend for them? Do you keep your thumb on the on the uh, on the top of the bottle because you're just like I can't keep screwing and unscrewing? I mean, what's your advice for the gooners out there? Well, so I don't keep my thumb up there because that causes that can actually cause a chemical burn. Um, I would suggest getting a whiffer top. Oh, okay. Um, it's a little screw on top that has a pop lid. So oh yeah, just, I, I've seen them. I've seen those in stores. You just pop it off. Or you pop it open, and it it's much easier. You don't have to keep your finger there. You can just easy peasy. Uh, and don't do the aerosols. 
when you goon. Aerosols? What are those? Oh, you don't know about the aerosol poppers? No, what are these? Do I, so uh, I, I'm guessing I don't want them from the sound of your voice. So they're really big within the Fister, Fister community because they, they really do help. Um, but they can be kind of addictive. Uh, because once you start doing these pretty regularly, like regular poppers, the stuff you get in the little bottles, just don't do it for you anymore. Where does one find? I don't know if I want to. Never mind. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> it, so th- there's there's a couple out there. There's one called the, the biggest one out there that you're going to find is called Max Impact. All right. Um, <clears throat> it's a. It's funny. I was expecting this to be on video because I've got this whole little like accoutrement next to me of things to show you. Oh, well, you can send me pictures. I'll post them on the uh, Twitters and the Instagrams. I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, no, so it, it's a it's a cleaning solvent, according to the can here. Um, but it's uh, ethyl chloride. Is Got essentially the, the chemical of what it is. And it's, it's kind of... Um, have you ever done whippets? No. I've heard of them, but no. Okay, so it's basically it's it's basically nitrous. Whippets are, um, and it, it it's a very interesting filling, but it, it's it's something that people can get very easily addicted to, and it's it's a it's a pretty bad thing if you start doing it pretty often. Got it. Which brings me up to my you know second point or third point is let's talk about safety. You know safety with poppers what what safety um mechanisms or things in place should people know when doing poppers um know your body really uh everyone's body is differently uh, acts differently especially with poppers um we tell everyone the same thing everyone always asks us what's the best one what's what works well and it's really hard to give that recommendation to people because everyone's body chemistry works just a little bit differently. So what works for me may not work well for you, but in the same respect, it may hit me, you know, way less intensely than it hits you. So listen to what your body says. If your body says something's not right with this, then slow down, take a deep breath, get some water, you know, give yourself a little cool down space and, and recenter yourself to figure out what exactly you need. It's it's really all about listening to your body. Can you overdo it? Oh yeah, absolutely. How do you how uh, do you know once you've gone to that point? You you'll probably have passed out. Oh, got it. So if you're starting to feel too lightheaded, probably good to stop. Yeah, um, that's kind of one of the things with the the aerosol ones is if you do too much too quickly, you will pass yourself out. Got it. So uh, do it with a friend that may know or stay away altogether. Yeah, the aerosols, like I said, they're 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 nice, but only in a really limited capacity. It's not something you want to do all the time. It's really only there for people, like I said, who are really trying to open up and trying to surpass their body's limits. Are these sold in stores or do you have to like go into like the Oh no, dark you can space? buy Oh you can in stores? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, let's move on to another big topic, especially if you're bottoming uh, lubes. There's different types of lubes. Let's go over what are the types and what are the benefits of each. 
Oh, so there is water-based, there's silicone-based, there's hybrids, there's all-natural. Um, I think that's really about it. Uh, your standard water bases are just that. They are water-based. They're going to be a little tackier than normal um, than your, the other lube. Um, that's just because it's just made with water and, you know, a few other things to make it slick. Um, but they're the easiest to wash off. A little hot water, a little soap, great. To that, though, they, they do get tacky really quickly. They do get sticky. Um, they can be kind of messy. Uh, just depending on the brand you get. Uh, then you move over to like silicone. Silicone is going to be always going to be slick. Um, people always ask, what's the, what's the slickest silicone out there? And there really isn't any answer because they're all going to be really slick. Um, it's more of, do you want something that's going to be thicker, thinner? Um, personal preference comes down to really everything. And then you've got your hybrids. Hybrids are a combination of the two. It's a water-based lube with just a little silicone added to it. Um, not enough to like stain sheets or damage toys, um, but enough to keep it slick. And then if you tend to, if it does dry up a little bit, you can add a little water or like spit and it springs it right back to life. Um, and then you've got like your all naturals, the ones that use like coconut oil or avocado oil or um, aloe. I've seen a couple of aloe based lubes. <clears throat> Uh, oh, and then you've got oil-based lubes, um, things like uh, elbow grease, um, hell, even Crisco. I've heard of people using Crisco. Crisco is a great, great lube. For bottoming or just oh, masturbating? Yeah. Oh, for, for bottoming, for fisting, for masturbating. It's a great lube. Just if you do get one, get a small personal can and write your name on it. Because there's nothing that like going to a kitchen and being like, why does this look like there's a hole in it? What's is is that? Are you talking from personal experience? <laughs> no. When you had the six or seven people over, <laughs> I've I've lived in a variety of houses that have kept uh, many containers of Crisco around in in various forms. So I'm always questioning where people put their Crisco. So I just tell people to write a name on it. Got it. Is there one that's, I mean, let's start with, you know, if I, if I'm a beginner bottom and I go to a sex shop, which lube would be preferable for a first time bottom? Some people would say one of the desensitizer lubes, just because you're, probably not ready for that first time bottom pain and those are great but if you do get one of those use it sparingly uh they do take away a lot of the feeling but not just for you they do take it away from the top as well um but i would suggest honestly getting like a hybrid it's it's easy enough to clean up it stays slick you don't have to kids constantly reapply um and it's like if you got a silicone one, you don't have to worry about it slipping everywhere, getting lube all over the bottle, getting lube all over sheets. Um, because I, I don't know if you've ever stained any of your sheets before with silicone lube, but it's a pain in the ass to get out. Oh, yes. You should see me. Sh you should see my sheets. A good way to get it out is to make a, a, a 
a paste out of OxyClean. Oh, okay. With a little bit of Dawn mixed in. Works uh -huh. great. Very cool. And then what about your Fisters? There's actually a lube for Fisters, isn't there? There's several lubes for Fisters. <laughs> um, you've got J-Lube, K-Lube, X-Lube, Fist Powder, Elbow Grease. There, there's a There's a bunch. Um, every, everyone swears by their own. Some people even blend their own up with a mixture of like the K-Lube and X-Lube uh, and Fist Powder. Um, all these powder lubes are kind of meant so that you can make your own lube the way you want it. So you can add all the different things to, to really customize it. Yeah, I, I didn't know that there were such thing as like a powder lube until I went to this this like diaper vacation in Palm Springs about a week ago and someone Ooh. was changing me and they're like, here, put this on them and started like sprinkling this lube. And I was like, is that powder? And they're like, no, just wait. And then of course, you know, I started wetting and all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, there is like a sea monster in my diaper because it's so squishy. It's very squishy. <laughs> That's so amazing. I mean, it was a wonderful feeling, but I didn't know that existed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Powdered lubes, uh, it's a big thing in the fisting community because at that point, you can mix up your own concoction with like clove oil and uh, clove oil is a, a natural number. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like if you've ever seen um, Slam Dunk, it's another fisting lube. It smells okay. like cloves. It's because it's got clove oil in it. And it's, it's a natural desensitizer. It's one that doesn't have any kind of actual chemical. Like if you went and bought cloves from the, the grocery store and ground it up, you could put it in like a, a tooth or something and it would numb it. Got it. And then asking for a friend, let's say <laughs> they had a lube and it like stung a little. Is that the lube's fault? Is that my friend's fault? Is do some lubes have like a sting to them? Others don't, or what it shouldn't happens? sting? I guess sting lube. is the wrong word. It, like it, it felt different. It felt like you know, lube should just kind of feel like lube. But this kind of when when it was put on said hole, I was like, oh, this has a, like a sensation to it. So it may have been a warming lube. Oh. So some of those lubes tend, will, will put like a menthol or uh, a, uh, like a cayenne. Cayenne? Yeah. Why would you want that on your butt? You'd be surprised some of the things people put in lubes to make them warm up. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Like not actual cayenne pepper, but like cayenne extracts, like the oil. So you get just a little of that capsaicin in there. Right. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't... It, I wasn't picturing like actual cayenne pepper in the loo. Well, not like, you know, ground cayenne pepper. You'd be surprised what people put in, like I said. But yeah, to get that capsaicin content in there, to get that warmth, they would put just, you know, probably put a little bit in there. But yeah, there could have been some sort of something in there. But yeah, you shouldn't uh, be feeling anything other than the lube unless it had something in it that was specifically meant to do that. Oh, interesting. All right. Unless it was just your body saying, you don't like this lube, maybe you were having a reaction to it yourself. Right. That brings up a good point that you can have reactions to lubes. What are what are some, like, are if, if you know you have 
reaction to things? Is it mostly the silicone one that people have reactions to, or is it any of them? No, um, it's a good mixture of things. Uh, it can come down to like parabens, glycerin, scent. Um, there could be a myriad of things that people are allergic to. And so when it comes down to those things, I usually offer them uh, ones that I know that are like clinically tested to, to be paraben free or glycerin free, um, or even the all natural ones that are like aloe based and stuff. Oh, got it. Yeah, because it's not something that, you know, it's not like food, right? Like where yeah. you just know that, you know, you're allergic to this or you might have a reaction to this. It's kind of like I would I would think that with lube, it's it's a trial and error. It's You don't know until until, you know. Yeah. And all lube actually has to be passed um, through the FDA before it can actually be sold in the States. Um, because it's, it's counted as a medical device. Right. So all of it actually has to be tested and safe for people to use. So they have to disclose all their ingredients. Um, so we, we, we make sure, you know, people know what's in their lube when they, when they ask about it. Right. Right. And then of course, you know, the holiday season is upon us. Mm -hmm. Is there a gift that if, if you wanted to give to another diaper kiddo, is there a gift idea that you would strongly recommend? I don't know if you've seen recently, but somebody released the, uh, the, like the kid's telephone that was on the wheels, but it was a, a Bluetooth enabled one. Oh yeah. I saw that. You don't sell that in the store, do you? No, that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> no, I'm talking about like a sex, like a sex, like a oh. sex, like gift. Oh god, like, any any butt plug, any powdered lube. Now that you've mentioned putting that into a diaper, God, I'll have to try that. Now. Do you sell wands? Do you, does your wand? Does your store have a wand? Oh yeah, we've got Mister Buzz Buzzes. Uh, do you sell? Because I I didn't know this until later that they have a a wired one and a wireless one. Mm -hmm. You have both. I think the wireless one is the way to go. I don't want to be oh, it is. to a wall. Oh, it, it definitely is. We have the wireless one here at home. It'll last two, three hours on a single charge. It's great. The only problem is like once you're like, you know, once you've finished, the last thing you're thinking of is, is, oh, let me go, you know, plug them in. Yeah, but it's really like one last thing to really think about because it, it's just a single plug. And if it's right there where you are, like you can leave it plugged in all the time and you can just unplug it when you decide to tape it to somebody and make them wander around with it. I know. I'm just, I, I don't know. As soon as I finish, I'm just kind of like, all right, we're done here. Yeah, so then set it down. And like I said, it'll even last. Like I've, I've definitely left mine unplugged for weeks at a time and come back to it and it's still charged. Yes, they do hold their charges for a very long time. Um, speaking about devices, you brought up an interesting note, how the pandemic is hurting supply and demand. Can you talk to me about why we aren't seeing a lot of hush butt plugs around? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the chip inside of them that requires the Wi-Fi Bluetooth is, is on shortage, just like a lot of other chips out there currently. Um, so like I'm having a hard time ordering them right now myself at the store. And so that's been a fun fun workaround, but they're a, they're a fun toy. If you haven't had a chance to work with one of those, you should definitely look into getting one. Right. Because like you could give the code to like, you know, your sir or your daddy who might be across state lines and they can control it. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 
They are a lot of fun. So that's a good gift idea. I mean, if you can still find one, but you know, for for a a sir or a daddy or a mommy who might be listening. So let's talk about you know if I, it's my first time in a sex shop, or even if I go to like a new city that I'm you know visiting and I go into a sex shop, should I ask the the people there you know what their favorite toy is, or should I get their opinion, or should I kind of stay quiet? You should definitely ask, um, especially if it's something you're curious about. They may have a complete history on it. They may be able to show you how it works. They may be able to show you, you know, the ins and out. They may be able to introduce you to people who might be able to show you more about it or even a whole community about it. You know, there may be an electro toy that you're curious about and they may try it right there, right there with you. Try the toy out with you. Oh yeah. There's a lot of things that you can try out in store that are not insertable that are still like, you know, able to be tried on and and checked out and see if you like it or not. Is there a gift that you might gift for someone this holiday season from your store to someone? Um, I have already a few things, (laughs) Um, but union suits are always a good thing. Um, Everyone loves a union suit. Oh, those are like the, I'm going to use the childish term for them. They look like onesies, right? Yeah. I've never understood the fascination with them. I mean, I understand the fashion fascination as like a little, but like, I and don't get me so wrong, like, they look really hot on like really, you know, big guys. But I mean, where does that come from um, if you're not so like an age ones, player? So the, the ones that you're seeing out and about are usually the ones from NASCAR. Um, and all those are about access. They are fully buttoned from the top to the back. So you can open up the back buttons pretty conspicuously, inconspicuously. And same with the front buttons. Like you can get some really good access, especially if you're out and about in the club. Nobody's going to be the wiser. But isn't it hot in the club? Why do you want to wear like a full head to toe union suit at a club? Unless there's something that I don't know. Oh, because it still breathes. I mean, it's still nice. I mean, there's always, you know, fun underwear nights and such. Oh, so they're really good at for like underwear nights. Oh yeah, they're great. <gasps> Especially if it's a cold night or something, you throw one of those on and a diaper, you're set. Ooh. All right. You're all right. I see you. I see you. I maybe maybe that's what I want for Christmas now. Or the holiday. Like have you have you not gotten a little keeper sleeper? A who? A keeper sleeper? What is that? Is is that just a regular onesie? Oh goodness, you need to find yourself a keeper sleeper. What is that? So it's it's a an adult it's not even an adult onesie. It's a it's a it's hard to explain. It's it's basically a onesie, but it's meant for for kids. Um but they they fit like regular adults. And they come in cute patterns and uh they have a, a short arms and a long arm version. Huh. And you can be locked in it. Oh. So if you really want to enforce that small. No, I don't think I've ever seen one. Oh, you need to check out the Keeper Sleeper. I definitely I'll have, to send, I'll have to send you the link. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining me in Newsy's Nook. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.
All right, kiddos, before we go, I just want to address something that I've seen on Instagram, and maybe you've seen it too. Have you seen the Instagram story thread that's going around where you post a picture in support of Black Lives Matter, but the post also says, I'll know if if you skip. I think it personally started off uh, friendly, but I've seen a lot of people posting very valid points where, you know, people shouldn't be intimidated into supporting a movement. And also, I think there's better ways in supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, right? You could vote in support of Black Lives Matter related topics like candidates and legislation, and you can volunteer at different events that they're that they put on, or you can donate your money to their causes. I think posting a picture on Instagram, yes, while that's nice and it's a visual aid in support, I think there are much better ways. And I think having that line saying like, you know, I'll notice if you skip is kind of intimidating. But, you know, if you do have a picture and and it's a good picture and it's, you know, in support of Black Lives Matter, great. But I don't think people should be intimidated into, you know, posting a picture in support. That's my take on the topic. All right, kiddos, I gotta go. I am leaking all over this chair, but if you want to continue to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at NewsyBaby. Make sure to check out that link in bio for my Just For Fans page, and make sure to use promo code NewsyBaby at the Playtime store. All right, kiddos, I gotta go. See ya. Bye. how to read i don't know how to read but i heard playtime has a new bi-weekly online kink magazine it's called play zine yeah i heard if i knew how to read i could read about different fetish lifestyles events entertainment and news i guess i gotta go to the playtime website to practice my reading skills